The Pharisees approached Jesus and asked, is it lawful for a husband to divorce his wife? They were testing him. He said to them in reply, what did Moses command you? They replied, Moses permitted a husband to write a bill of divorce and dismiss her. But Jesus told them, because of the hardness of your hearts, he wrote you this commandment. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, no human being must separate. In the house of the disciples, again, they questioned Jesus about this, and he said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her, and if she divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. And the people were bringing children to him that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he became indignant and said to them, Let the children come to me. Do not prevent them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Amen, I say to you. Whoever does not accept the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it. And then he embraced them, and then he blessed them, placing his hands on them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So yesterday, I was at St. Mary's in Hanover. And it was a wedding of Kathleen and Mike Habib. Now, Mike is the youth minister, was the youth, youth minister at the parish when my kids were growing up there. And my family has known him for a long time, since he's been a young kid. Now he's grown up, he's an adult. I want to tell you, it was a great day and a very long night of joy. The Dominican priest, Father Patrick, he actually was the brother of the bride. He was crying the whole time. There were so many tears because it was just a wonderful moment. He said it was a homecoming for the couple. The faith and community that grounded Mike, it was his home. And his family was there. St. Mary's is his family. And Kathleen, she now had a whole new family, a whole new home. And to everyone that was there, there was no question that their lives began together, centered in Christ. Both of them, after a few different relationships, in fact, full disclosure, he did go to the prom with my daughter many years ago. They had trouble finding the right match. So they actually went to catholicmatch.com. That's how they found each other. They, their faith was so secure, and their new relationship and marriage, they actually got engaged at the St. Patrick's Day celebration at the parish. And they did something that says so much 
about their relationship. They invited the whole parish. They put it in the bulletin. They said they had so many friends, so many family. Now, the, the Habibs are, I think, Armenians, so the big family. But they said, you know what? St. Mary's is our home. St. Mary's is our family. And she, Kathleen, is from Indiana. So she's just come in here and she's like, wow. Yeah, that relationship is so strong. You can feel it. And the open invitation to the whole parish and anyone who wanted to go, so many generations. There were young kids, I think, for the first time at a wedding. You know how sometimes you cut off the kids from weddings, which is terrible. The parents. And, of course, the seniors. They loved it. The seniors were there. It was everyone in the parish that wanted to be there. The, the, the church was packed. There were over 300 people. And they came to celebrate at the Mass. And then we all walked across the parking lot to the parish hall. They encouraged people to bring their favorite food with the recipes that they would share. The pastor, Father Chris, if you know him, he was the entertainment. <laughs> and the parish band that's, that sings at the Life Teen Mass was the entertainment. And then at the very end of the night, a soft serve ice cream truck came rolling in. It was simple, it was uncomplicated. I, I, I'm just getting caught up in this because I'm thinking of what we were doing at midnight last night. It, there was just so much joy and so much gratitude for what God has given them. And they weren't ashamed to share it. And I think there's a lesson there for us. Genesis today reminds us that it's not good to be alone. We need communion with one another. We need to mark the importance of knowing that a husband and a wife are equal to become one. And we can be more like children. A child has a faith of kindness and compassion and forgiveness. They haven't become adults yet. And it's joyful. And that's how they reach the kingdom of God. That's what the gospel says. But we're also reminded today that our relationships, they're not perfect. And they're not always centered on God. And they're not always centered, really, they're more centered on ourselves. They're more centered on our human needs. And they're broken. We all have people in our family. We might even be that person who's broken, who's strained. And we know the anguish and the pain that comes with separation, that comes with brokenness. I have a true story of a relationship that was in a very bad place. And it's a story of a wife who had her husband say to her, I don't love you anymore. But she decided not to believe him. And the story that I tell will we'll show you the result of what happened. And it has an ending that you might not expect. I don't love you anymore. 
I'm not sure that I ever did. I want to move out. The kids will understand. They want me to be happy. Those were the words of her husband, the words that, that hit her like a sucker punch to the gut. And remarkably, through those words and through his actions, she was able to duck. She somehow managed to say, I don't buy it, I don't believe him. And he expected her to burst into tears, to get angry, to maybe threaten a custody battle with the kids, to beg him to change his mind. And then he turned mean. He turned hurtful and said things like, I don't like what you have become. But she continued to understand him, to listen to him and respect and love him, even through that anger, even through that meanness. She knew him so well. She saw that he was going through a tough time. His work was not going so well. She saw that he was in rapid decline, both physically, spiritually, emotionally, and she was able to see in his eyes that he was broken. He was fragile. And she told him he, she would give him some space, some distance. She told him, go hiking in Nepal. Turn the basement into a man cave. Get that drum set you've always talked about. Anything, but don't hurt this feeling. And don't hurt, in this reckless move, hurt our family. Don't separate our family. And he replied, I don't need distance. I want to move out. But she still didn't believe him. He didn't move out. Instead, he spent the entire summer being selfish. He spent the summer being unreliable. He stayed out late at night. He didn't call. He blew off the entire 4th of July, the parade, the barbecue, the fireworks. And when he was home, he became distant, and he became alone. He couldn't even look into her eyes. He didn't even wish her happy birthday. But yet, through that, she defended him to the kids. Daddy's going through a tough time right now, and we're a family, no matter what. She loved him from a distance. She loved him from afar. And what she did was she created a summer of fun for the family. And she invited them to every single event. She made plans to go to the beach, to local barbecues, to pool parties. She continued to make his favorite foods like lobster and key lime pie. She always set the table for four. And then one day, he came home. He came home early from work, which he never had really done. And there he was, mowing the lawn. And she thought to herself, a guy doesn't mow his lawn if he's going to leave it. And in the days ahead, 
He fixed the door that had been broken for eight years. He told her that the porch in the front of the house needed some paint. And he started to gather wood for the upcoming winter. And slowly, gradually, he began to care about the future. He began to care and show that they had a future. And then came Thanksgiving dinner. Her husband had just a few words to say at the table. He said to his family as he bowed his head, I'm so thankful for my family. He was back. You see, he tried to blame his wife for all of his pain. But three things happened here. She ducked. She didn't believe him. She continued to respect and unconditionally love her husband as he fought through his brokenness and darkness, and she kind of understood it. And she continued to love, especially when it was really difficult. And then second, she waited. She waited, as Paul says, love's kind, but love's also patient. Her patience helped her wait for the darkness to become light, for her fragile and broken husband to heal and transform. It would have been a lot easier for her not to wait. It would have been a lot easier for her to just move on, but she didn't. She patiently waited. And third, what she did is that it worked. Her resolve and her courage to be patient, to be forgiving, to unconditionally love through the darkness, it worked. And it worked with the awesome grace of God. So here, I think, is our faith and our life lesson. Life's not easy. Our relationships are not easy. We may sometimes complicate them, but these relationships, the ones that are grounded and centered on Christ and not just on ourselves, they have a better chance of growing and working. I'm thinking of Mike and Kathleen this morning. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm thinking of them because they're going to have a chance. They're going to have a chance when, when a lot of other people don't because they've done it correctly. The patient and faithful wife unconditionally loving to a husband's brokenness. That's tough. That is so tough. But she did it. The relationships that are bound and grounded in love, a love that gives rather than takes, a love that lets go rather than clings, a love that liberates rather than imprisons, that's a love that creates a life that's centered on trust, that's centered on 
forgiveness, humility, and most importantly, centered on God. And it is that life, that joy, and that gratitude that for all of us, if we live it, will endure forever. <laughs> Big 